Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com are locked on wild your minnesota wild every day here on the locked on podcast network it is your host joe booley of 10krinks.com and with me uh my cohort partner in crime tony abbott from 10krinks.com tony how you doing joe i am i'm all right i uh is it is it weird that sometimes you just like get like a new like like even a small household appliance and it's like my life is immeasurably immeasurably better for having this now <laughs> okay i had that experience uh we had a uh, we had a shower head that sucked yeah it just absolutely sucked and was garbo uh so we got a uh, we got a new shower head uh we won't say the brand because they gotta sponsor us uh <laughs> But right. uh, but we put uh, we put a new shower head and it's got like it's got settings, Joe. The shower head, amazing, isn't it? It's got it's got like a mist setting. Uh, it's got like the uh, the we're gonna shoot water out you as hard as, as possible setting. Uh, it rules, man. Like I I I, uh, I didn't realize that how much I was missing by not having a very basic shower head. Oh yeah, no. Um, I am a person that absolutely loved the shower. Uh, and, um, yeah, shower heads were like a big thing, uh, when Keely and I moved in together. Um, and, uh, if I had a, an ability to build a dream shower, I do one of those like multi head and multi faucet. Oh, where it's shooting out from you from everywhere. Yeah. I, that would be just amazing. Oh, that sounds like the dream. Uh, it definitely does sound like a dream. Um, you know what else is a dream? Uh, I don't know what you're getting at. <laughs> Franchise changing prospects, Joe. Okay, all right. So we are going to do this. Yes. Uh, today, for this episode of Locked on Wild, we are introducing a new segment uh, that we're going to kind of do in the, for the next uh, nine weeks leading up to the draft. Um, and that is going to do a nine for nine, right? We're going to highlight a, a, a draft prospect at least once a week here leading up to the draft kind of a uh, of, of player that could be taken at nine by the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, I think uh, I think last week we, we needed to start last week for it to be once a week. We're probably going to have to double up in, uh, in an episode and, and we might even highlight 10 guys. Who knows? Uh, as the draft gets closer like you might hear some buzz that we'll have to talk about but yeah that, that's basically the plan over the next nine ish weeks we are going to uh we're going to talk about a uh, a prospect that minnesota can take at nine and we are going to start with uh maybe the most controversial one so far joe yeah yeah all right well you uh you picked them so why don't you uh go and tell us who it is joe that would be russia's yaroslav askarov from uh from russia which I already said. Allow myself to introduce myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but uh, but uh, but a Russian goaltender uh, that uh, that had uh, really good numbers this year uh, and and has a lot of skills. A lot of folks are saying that he is the best goalie prospect that they have seen since Carey Price in two thousand and five. Okay, you know it's um, I, I, if I remember right, he was highly touted leading into this. The, the the 2020 world under 20 juniors and uh if i remember right like there was a little bit of disappointment there during the tournament yeah he did have a disappointing world juniors it was a it was like i guess the only black mark on his record but like he crushed other international tournaments joe he he had really good stats in uh in uh the uh, i guess the russian not the KHL because nobody plays in the KHL at age seventeen, uh, right. but in the lower leagues, he uh, he absolutely dominated. But I, I think uh, I think we should start out with uh, with talking about kind of what makes him controversial, and I think for a lot of that is that uh, one. I, I think that uh, he's a goalie, and I, I think that the conventional wisdom in the NHL draft is that drafting goaltending in the first round is a risky proposition. I kind of addressed that a little bit more in my article uh, that I wrote about Askarov that should be out either today or tomorrow, depending on uh, on when that article drops. Uh, but the one that I don't think that we dug into too much in the article that I want to talk about here is that Askarov is, uh, I don't know if you know this, Joe, not a center no, he's instead of a C next to his name, it is literally a G. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it so okay. Definitely talk about the fact that he is not a center. Uh, at the same time, like, don't you think like? Re- so I think there's two ways to help this team. Either you get that generational center, right? Yeah. Um which can cover up a lot of flaws in the team or also just improve offense and, and just make the team go right at the same time, like having a stud goalie can really cover up a lot of flaws in a team. I mean, that is extremely true what you just said, but I also want to say that Minnesota needs just a stud, right? Uh, they don't just need a stud center. They, uh, they don't. And I understand why, you know, I understand why teams want to go center with the number nine pick. I really do. You haven't had a number one center come through your system in a long, 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 long time. Maybe not ever. And you want, you know, like where you get them is most often through the draft. So you need to draft those guys. But at the same time, like you can't really force it either. Otherwise, you end up like Arizona did in 20, uh, 2018? Yeah, 2018, where they had the number fifth overall pick, and they're like, oh, man, we really need a center. Let's let's get a center. Who's the best center right now? And, and, and you know, earlier in the draft, maybe you can reach for, for need a little bit because all the players that you're going to find there are great players, right? Right. Like these are all really good prospects that you're talking about. So Arizona has this in mind, and they say, "Okay, the best center that we can get right now is uh, Barrett Hayton. Let's take Barrett Hayton." And I, I can understand why you would want to get the center, right? But two picks later goes Quinn Hughes, and Quinn Hughes is is now just like everybody's darling. 
So that's going to be kind of what we talked about today on uh, on today's episode of Locked on Wild is is obviously uh, Yaroslav Askarov as as the number nine pick uh, and why the Minnesota Wild maybe should pick him, but also just kind of like the philosophy of drafting for need compared to drafting for best player available. Joe, that is absolutely what we're going to be talking about. But, you know, we need to talk about your best snack available right now. What's in your house? Is it good? Are you are you going to draft the potato chips again? Are you going to draft, uh, I, I don't know, like uh, salted peanuts? I don't know what you have in your house, but guess what? I bet your best snack available isn't a built bar and the built bar is definitely what you're going to want to get grabbed because not only does it taste great it is the best tasting protein bar on the market right now you are going to want it because it is good for you it gives you that energy boost that you're going to need for the rest of the day because it's got so much protein in it joe and with 18 great flavors there's no reason to not go to builtbar.com and draft built bar for your next snack tony what if i've got people in my family that are allergic to nuts Joe, that is a that is a great question because Built Bar has nut and non-nut flavors there, so you can choose the best snack available for your family if uh, if you're not into or or not even just allergic, but if you don't like nuts, like don't get a Built Bar with nuts. There's so many good flavors to choose from, so go to builtbar.com, enter the promo code locked on, let them know that we sent you, and for a limited time, they are going to give you a cooler. That's right, a cooler for going to builtbar.com and ordering built bars to be sent to your house and then you will have the number one overall snack choice that sounds like a value pick welcome back to locked on wireless joe and tony here from 10krings.com and uh, we're going over um we're going over players that would be available right around the number nine spot where your minnesota wild would pick and uh today we're highlighting yaroslav askarov uh, the Russian goaltender who's uh, got some rave reviews. I think if you read some of the stuff about him, they're saying like generational talent. And frankly, the wild need generational talent. So Tony, I'm going to just kind of go right there with it. Um, the wild certainly need goaltending, but they also need in a lot of different places. So um, why not just go with the best player available? And if the goalie happens to be the best player available at that point, then you just luck into it. So what? What's the? Why do we need to maybe draft for need at number nine? Uh, um, like I said, I can I can see why. Like if you think if if you think that a center is there, and you really believe that it's going to be a number one center, I I can understand going to uh, to take that. I really can. I'm not saying that uh, that you know you have to draft Askarov under all circumstances, or even that you know you have to draft him. There's a lot of really good talent that Minnesota can have, and that is why we are doing the whole nine for nine thing, uh, because we really do believe that there is a lot of really great talent, and we want to highlight these players. But I, I think that the reason why you might want to pick Askarov over the rest of them is. Yeah, I, I do think that there is a need in goaltending, even with the improvements to the prospect pool that have been made. I think even with Kapokakinen emerging as, you know, a solid AHL goalie last year, I think he was 23 years old. He put up a 927 save percentage at Iowa. That's really great, but, like, we don't even know if he could do that again in Iowa. Like, we don't know how Kapokakinen is going to handle 40 AHL games. Um, we we do know that uh, that, you know, he's not... 
Uh, his skills aren't thought of super highly by like scouts and prospect nerds and stuff like that um, who like really like dig into it and dig into the tape and stuff like that um, so like that's maybe a little bit of a question mark Hunter Jones was a top five goalie in the OHL but he's 19 and I, I think he was drafted and considered to be like a little bit of a project is that is that your recollection too Joe he was a third round pick, if I remember. Second round, he was he was fifty ninth overall. Yeah, he was actually even higher um, than I thought, and uh, he was uh, the highest drafted goaltender by the Minnesota Wild since Josh Harding, which just goes to show that like maybe if you spend a higher pick in on a goaltender, you can at least get uh, it might pay off with you with uh, with some actual talent there. But uh, again, like. Th- the big thing with goaltenders is they are kind of a uh, an anomaly, not an anomaly, but uh, a volatile. They're volatile. They're tough to scout and tough to develop if you don't have the right uh, goalie whisper. Now, if you had uh, Sean Burke, uh, you know, developing your goaltenders, fine. <laughs> but, but the problem is, is like you got to have that goalie coach and that 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 guy that really knows what they're doing, not only in the NHL, but um, throughout his development as well, that, that can help him out. And that's why they're, they're really tough to develop. And, and if you even listen to like Bruce, Bruce Boudreau, uh, and some of the NHL coaches, like goalies are voodoo. And I, I think that's the, I think that's probably a, a really good case that you can make for Askarov because, you know, Askarov is like, no, he's not a sure thing at number nine. He's not a sure thing to be a top tier goalie in the league. Um, you know, there, there's risk with him, but there's risk with like anybody at nine. Like, look at, uh, look at the last ten years, and you'll see, you know, ten, twenty guys who were drafted in like the five to ten range of the draft that just completely busted out, never became anything. And it didn't matter what position they were playing. They were forwards like that, centers, wings, defensemen, all those guys, like all those positions, you'll see busts in the uh, in the back half of the top 10. So there is a risk with Askarov, I think, just because you never know how a goalie's going to develop. But here's the thing with Askarov, is that he is very advanced for his age. Um... You know, he he, d- he didn't have the uh, the great world junior showing, and like you know, sometimes sometimes things like that happen. I think mm-hmm. I, I think you can chalk that up to uh, to as happens, and uh, and that is uh, saves that you don't make is what S stands for. It's a bad word. <laughs> um, but um, Askarov was amazing. Uh, he in in the MHL, which is the uh, the third highest league in uh, in Russia, he played i think 31 games with a 921 save percentage and in the vhl which is the second highest one level below the khl he played 18 games with a 920 save percentage there joe as a 17 year old i wanted to compare some of the recent russian goalies uh, and see how they performed at that age and compare that to uh to uh eskarov's save percentage and stats in the vhl at age 17 joe and you know what i found uh, none of them made the VHL. Really, like, okay. none of them got games in the in the VHL, or, or or not more than like one or two. 
Um, so we're talking guys like we're talking guys like top goalie prospects, Ilyas Sorokin, um, Andre Vasilevsky, who's a perennial Vezina guy right now. Uh, didn't uh, didn't do that. Um, Igor Shesterkin, uh, the top Russian goalie prospect for the uh, New York Rangers, didn't do that. Uh, there, there's another name, uh, Ilya Samsonov, who is uh, coming up now with the Washington Capitals. Uh, oh. No, like none of those guys were able to accomplish what Iskarov did at 17. Wow, okay. Yeah, the, I, I do recognize those names. Uh, other names that for goaltenders that have been drafted relatively early. I mean, you're looking at like Jake Ottinger, who I think with, uh, with Bishop out for Dallas in this postseason is now backing up. Uh, I think it's Anton Hudobin mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Um, you're looking at, uh, you know, Spencer Knight was drafted pretty high. Was it even just last summer now? Um, yeah. I mean, uh, how are th- their high picks? How are they looking at? Uh, for for goaltenders and do you think maybe because we're starting to see more goaltenders picked slightly higher than always in the fifth round that maybe the scouting is starting to come around on them i think it is a little bit because you know you have uh you have ottinger and dallas does have a pretty formidable goaltending tandem between hudobin and bishop like you wouldn't think because, you know, both those guys are, are, are a bit older now, but no, they're really good. Jake Ottinger's in the AHL putting up a 917 save percentage at age 21 against uh, against men, basically, in the AHL. Um, he's got to be one of the youngest, if not the youngest goalie in the AHL right now, and he's doing really, really good. Um, with Spencer Knight, uh, he just finished his freshman season at uh, at Boston uh, Boston College. Okay. And um, he was one of the best goalies in uh, in 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 the NCAA at a 931 save percentage. I think he was, I think he was a top five guy in uh, in the Mike Richter Award, which is uh, uh, which I believe is the. I think that's like Hopi Baker, but for like. But for goalies, yeah. Um, yeah. So like he is one of the best goalies in in college hockey as a, a freshman, and then you got to look at guys who were you know drafted you know not in the first round but like were identified as like top two goalies in their or in, in their draft classes like uh, Carter Hart already in the NHL and, and doing good things in the playoffs. Um, trying to think of other guys, um, John Gibson back in 2011 came up relatively young and has been. Uh, pretty amazing. Then you got you know Mackenzie Blackwood, uh, Tristan Jari, who are, are looking all right in net uh, at pretty young ages. Uh, mm-hmm. They were also top two goalies in their draft classes. So I, I think it is coming around a little bit, so that you can be a little more confident that when everybody says this is the best goalie uh, in, in the draft class and, and maybe the best goalie that we've seen for. 5, 10, 15 years, like, take some stock into it. Sounds like there's a lot of scouts saying a lot of good things uh, about Askarov here, and, and and certainly I think it's more than just shutting down the debate. I think it's worth at least thinking about, but uh, what I want to know more about is, like, his game. Like, how is he stopping the puck? What makes him so good uh, at 17 years old? And I think we're going to dive into that in the next segment. So let's take a short break here. You're listening to Locked on Wild on the Locked on Podcast Network. Welcome back to the 9 for 9 
series, I suppose, now that we're starting it here on Locked On Wild. Uh, we are, like I said, we're going over nine draft prospects to take at number nine for the Minnesota Wild here. And uh, we, we might even do a little bit more here just because we really do like the draft. But um, uh, today we're talking about Yaroslav Skarov, who from Russia um, is a 17-year-old goalie and uh, is the top-rated goaltender in this deep-ass draft. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Tony, I, I know you kind of have a lot of stuff on him, but uh, so what I guess the big thing is with, with goaltenders is are they positionally sound? Are they athletic? Are they big? Um, and, and really, can they stop the puck? And obviously he's got a pretty good – he's done a pretty good job at, at the levels he's been at stopping the puck. But, uh, I mean, is it something that uh, he gets crazy with? Is it um, – how good is his anticip- anticipation? What makes him such a good goaltender to be taken uh, so high in such a deep draft with all of these forwards uh, and defensemen that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. are being raved about uh, as potential franchise players? I mean, the, the, the short answer just from everything that I've read is uh, is everything, Joe. Uh, he is kind of the complete package, at least according to just about everyone that I've read. Um, he uh, is he's positionally sound. He is able to uh, he's able to uh, cut off angles pretty well, uh, control rebounds pretty decently. Um He's able to, to move from uh, post to post. Um, I, I'll, I'll read a little bit from uh, the McKean Scouting Guide, which you can get. Uh, we'll, we'll post the link to the description there. They, uh, this, is, uh, this is a really good resource if you're really looking to, to get in and nerd out about the draft. But uh, from an article that Kat Silverman uh, wrote, uh, for I, I think she works with InGoal Magazine as well. Um, so a goalie expert, she writes... Askarov boasts a unique blend of assets for a goaltender his age. He's got the speed and flexibility you'd expect from a goaltender developed in the Russian system, playing a game almost reminiscent of Sergei Bobrovsky in his time. Uh, but while his agility is clearly evident from the moment he takes the ice, he also boasts an, an additional control and versatility to his game that wasn't seen since er, in Vasilevsky or Samsonov at the same age. So... Like, I think the thing that kind of stands out to me is not only can he uh, move exceptionally well in the net and in the crease, but he's also able to to be able to to stop goals with his brains as well as his uh, his reflexes. Right. Um, He's able to be aggressive and he always seems to know kind of the right moments to be aggressive and exactly how aggressive to be with goaltender or sorry, not with goaltenders, with shooters to challenge them. Uh, He's really good at cutting down angles. One thing that I read about him that just absolutely blew my mind, like I didn't even know that that was a thing. It was uh, it was it was an analyst from uh, from a site called Draft Site. He actually baits shooters with his positioning, gives them an opening that he wants them to target, and then takes it away as they fire. And that's just like that's like I can kill you with my brain type of stuff. <laughs> that's like playing checkers while everybody's playing chess. I mean, that is at seventeen years old, you're able to do that kind of thing. Uh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, so like, uh, like you, you have, you have, you know, this elite athleticism, and I, I know that everybody says that every goalie's athletic uh, at this stage. 
a point, but I mean, you can even see it with like a Devin Dubnik. Like he thrives on position and tracking the puck. He is not so much a, a, a goalie that can slide laterally from, you know, from side to side and cover that low part of the net and make the acrobatic saves when he needs to and scramble. He is not a scrambling goaltender. Nicholas Backstrom was not a scrambling goaltender. Like you can see the differences in those types of goaltenders. Um, now, nobody's going to be like a Dominic Hasek in terms of scrambling, but um, you need to have a good balance of both. And so I'm wondering if, like, uh, and you also need to have, like, the mental capacity here. And seeing that he's able to kind of bait, like you said, shooters into kind of going where he wants them to go, I mean, that's 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 playing mental games right there. It is, it is. And, and then, uh, and then, you know, you, you talked about like the scrambling, uh, Skarov can do the scrambling if he needs to, but like, you don't want to be scrambling very much in, uh, in, uh, at least at, at the NHL level, right? You're going to, you're, you're going to have a tough time. There are players who can do it for stretches. I think Jonathan quick can do it for sure sw- or, or could do it when he was on top of his game. Uh, but you want to, you want to be, reliant on positioning so you don't have to do that and right. he can do that I, I just want to read a little bit from uh from the uh future considerations uh profile on him um pucks simply just don't go through him over him or under him has an incredibly advanced understanding of how to swallow rebounds and direct them into corners uh does a very good job of tracking pucks through traffic like that's everything that you want to hear is that like not only like can this guy uh to quote uh future considerations again explode post to post like that's a that's great to have on its own but if you are able to uh i guess uh, i guess have the more subtle aspects of goaltending too uh making sure that you're not coughing up huge rebounds um i i, I can't remember which uh which uh, profile I, I saw of this, but there was one where it's like he's able to uh, to to kind of read where his defenders are at in terms of like when they need a break, so when to freeze the puck as to when to uh, to put it back into play. Like being able to have those aspects of the game and understanding of that at age seventeen, that's pretty amazing. That's a lot of maturity. I mean, you talk about or you hear about that stuff. Um, you know, that was a great freeze by. Alex Daylock, knowing that his penalty killers were tired on the ice. I mean, it does take a maturity level that, uh, you know, sometimes at 17 years old, you're just see puck, stop puck kind of thing. You know, um, you're not really thinking that, that third, fourth dimension kind of, that's what it sounds like. He's, that's what he's doing here when it comes to uh, stopping the puck and physical and mental gymnastics. He can do it all. <laughs> maybe the Minnesota wild, um, won't necessarily have the defensive system that they have. If let's say they pick at Askarov and by the time he'd be ready, the Minnesota wild wouldn't necessarily have their defensive, their suffocating defense. Yeah. I mean, Jonas Brodin could be gone at that point. Uh, you could see Jared Spurgeon, like not able to defend as well as he used to like, it is very possible. But if for some, if somehow they're able to continue on with this, it sounds like you have a goalie that makes the routine, kills offense by putting the puck into less dangerous zones, whereas defense can then take it and kind of run with it, as well as like, hey, if they have a breakdown, he's got the athletic ability to uh, 
scramble make the save i mean in the nhl obviously you don't want to scramble and i and i talked about that and you you mentioned that as well but um there are going to be times where shooters are going to make you look foolish uh, I still remember the save uh, was last postseason, even the postseason before that. Uh, Vasilevsky having to kind of dive back on a low angle shot with his glove behind him to make the save. Um, like you have to have some ability to improvise mm-hmm. in order to be a goalie and kind of just throw everything and the kitchen sink out there to stop the puck. I mean, that is your job. And, uh, you know, I think that's something in net the Minnesota Wild have missed a lot here. So it's definitely worth a real, real conversation uh, when you, like you said, when you are throwing around terms like generational talent, that uh, picking a goaltender, uh, and especially this goaltender, is shouldn't be out of the question. And the last thing that I want to say is, like, you can say that uh, that Minnesota has goaltending prospects, right? Uh, but I think it's it's very, very clear that however good you think Minnesota's goaltending prospects are, or maybe you think that they have a starter in the system uh, for the future, they do not have anybody like Askarov. They might have a, a future starter, maybe. They don't have a generational talent. No. At the position. So, so it's definitely worth thinking about. I agree with you. For more on Askarov and, and the highlight there, definitely check out your article, Tony, on 10krinks.com. Also, uh, where can, if people want to follow more of you on the internet, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter, at Tony. Awesome. And you can follow me on Twitter, at JoeBoo15, as well as all my work at 10krinks.com as well. That's going to do it for today's show. If you liked today's show, please hit subscribe so your device sends it to you every time there's a new episode without having to do any work. Please leave a review and a rating on whatever podcast service you use. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. Just look up at LockedOnWild. You can also get in touch with us via email. Just email us at LockedOnWild at gmail.com. Please support our sponsors because they support us. Thank you for listening to Locked On Wild, and be sure to check us out every Monday through Friday to stay on top of your, well, let's just say your nine prospects to potentially be taken at number nine every day. 